Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Interlude episode 22.3, overall episode 47. So for this first of two interlude episodes, I wanted to introduce a little bit of, or at least discuss, a little bit of this trip that my family and I went on since I recorded last. This would have been over the Christmas break. So we were uh, we flew out of Salt Lake City with the ultimate destination of Syracuse, New York, to visit some family. We were going to spend Christmas there, and we were going to do some sightseeing. The uh, first destination that we did while we were out there was we went to a little, I, I say cabin, but it's more of a summer home almost, off of one of the Finger Lakes. I'm not even entirely sure what town, so I'll have to look it up and, and uh, put it on here. But this place that uh, my parents rented out while we were up there was fantastic. It was this fairly substantial two-story place right off of one of the lakes. I mean, literally the backyard was the beach. Now, this is over Christmas, and for those of you who know upstate New York, it's freaking cold. Now, while we were up there, it wasn't actually all that cold. It was in the low 40s, and compared to home, it was actually warmer. We got less snow and rain in New York than we did in Utah while we were gone. So uh, it was actually very pleasant. All the sightseeing we went, people were afraid to go out because it was cold for them, and for us it was wonderful. So we stayed at this cabin, and uh, or house, or summer home, or lake house, or whatever you want to call it, and it was really cool. It had an upstairs, which was basically its own apartment, and a downstairs, which was its own apartment, kitchen, bedrooms, gathering area, the whole shebang. They had a uh, air hockey table and uh, a couple of other like game type things, um, a couple of TVs throughout the house. And it was just really cool. Now, granted, we didn't spend a ton of time there except for on Christmas Day itself. But um, yeah, it was it was really cool, very scenic. Uh, took a lot of photos while we were there. Uh, we also visited a bunch of historical sites while we were up there. And one of the big places that we went to that uh, neither my family that was up there or us had ever visited was Niagara Falls. I understand it's a lot cooler to see during the summer because you can do the, you know, big boat ride and stuff up to the base of it and all that kind of exciting stuff. And they got a bunch of that closed because of snow, rain, wind, ice, death, other things like that. But it was still really cool to see. And uh, other than a short trip to Alaska when I was a kid where I flew over Canada, uh, this was the closest I've ever been to Canada. And no, I didn't want to tempt fate and try to reach my hand across the border. Um, for one, getting across that bridge would have been pretty cold, I think. And uh, two, I don't know, might have been shot down by somebody. Who knows? Either way, that was really cool. Um, so it was a fun trip. And uh, my next interlude episode, I'll go into some more of the details of it. But I wanted to briefly touch on the top five really kind of odd, interesting, cool, whatever you want to call it, things that happened while we were there. So one of them is when we first got to the Salt Lake Airport, we get there at the freaking butt crack of dawn. So it's like 3.30 in the morning. And uh, we get there because, you know, I've got kids who've never flown before and I didn't know how they'd handle it. So we wanted plenty of time. So we get there hours before our flight. And we get there and about an hour or so before our flight's supposed to take off, uh, an hour or so after we got there, we get this notice, oh, your flight is going to be an hour delayed. Uh, because of mechanical issues. And, you know, you hear mechanical issues, and you're like, well, that's scary, but eh, we can deal with it. Um, they happen. They have duct tape, whatever. And then they uh, they say, if you need help because of your connecting flight, come let us know. Well, we were supposed to go from there to Chicago, and we had a one-hour delay in Chicago, a uh, layover there. And so we went up to the desk, and we're like, um, so we got an issue because are we going to be able to make our connecting flight in Chicago? And they were like, no, absolutely not. There's not a chance in. And then, you know, they said some stuff. And then they said, we're going to have to reroute you. But it's the holiday season. 
and rerouting you is going to be incredibly difficult. So hang tight. So we waited and waited. And finally, they said, okay, now I have to preface this. This is with American Airlines. There was a few positive things that happened, but as a whole, I do not like American Airlines after this experience. Anyway, so we were supposed to fly from Salt Lake to Chicago, from Chicago to uh, Syracuse, New York. And we were supposed to be in Syracuse, New York at like 3 p.m. or somewhere in that ballpark. Anyway, so they said, uh, we now have to reroute you and your luggage, hopefully, through Dallas, then from Dallas to Washington, D.C., and then from Washington, D.C. to Syracuse, New York. So uh, with a hope and a prayer and a dream, uh, we frantically gathered my family back up. They printed us off some new tickets and we ran over to the next gate because they were about to load that plane. Then we get to the next gate and they said, oh, these tickets aren't until noon, 12 o'clock, 12 bloody o'clock. So um, we, we woke up far too early, got to the airport early enough to catch our normal flight. And now we have a like six plus hour layover at our first airport. Well, we didn't want to go back through security again and all that kind of crap. So we just played games and whatever else. It was taxing to say the least, just sitting doing nothing for six hours. So then we left there. Um, so from the a top five element. So the first big thing was this uh, delay, then the six hour layover. Then we get to Dallas. So we get to Dallas. We frantically get to our next gate. We only had like a half an hour layover there. We get there, we almost immediately board. Now, here's the one other thing about the American Airlines I really hated is their planes have no way of charging any electronic device. Well, with three kids uh, ranging from five to 15, having a, no way of a charging electronic device and having no layover at an airport to charge in between, that's kind of a pain. Plus, we weren't, as far as I could tell, allowed to carry any of our rechargeable batteries either. So on the flight to Dallas, everything we had died. So we get to Dallas with no time to charge. And so we're like, oh, crap, well, we got to get to our next destination. And so we get to Dallas, we get on our plane, and we're sitting there for like half an hour. Doors are closed. Everyone's loaded. And then they ask somebody uh, to get up and uh, leave the plane for a minute. Then another 15 minutes later, they get over the intercom and they said, oh, we have a seating conflict that came up. We need to resolve it before we can take off. Thanks for your patience. So then we wait, wait, wait. Another 15 minutes later. And they finally get over the intercom and said, well, we solved this. This was something we had to solve in person, and it was for your safety. Well, I wish they just hadn't put that last piece in there because now you wonder, well, what, what was going on? I mean, did this person have some kind of, like, disease they were about to share with the rest of the people on the plane? Uh, we never found out. Needless to say, it was kind of freaky. So the plane finally takes off. Um, by the way, landing in Dallas was horrible. The, 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 the pilot, I don't know, I think was having fun jarring us to land. So then we get to Washington, D.C. Again, no electronic devices. We're scattered throughout the plane, so we're barely able to sit next to each other. And uh, when we finally land in D.C., I'm pretty sure the pilot was had a bet to see if they could land on one wheel before they landed on the other wheel on the back end, instead of having both of them touch down at the same time, because it was even worse. Okay, So uh, we land, horrible landing. We get to D.C., um, the, the people that were at the DC airport, when we finally get there, we have got maybe an hour layover. So we've got to quickly grab some food, charge what little we can on electronic devices so we can board our next plane. And I went to the front desk to say, Hey, we're on a really small plane, but I got, you know, two autistic kids, ADHD, all under the age of 16 here. Um, one of them is the youngest five. I'd like us to sit by each other, but because of this transfer you guys caused, you scattered us all over the plane. And they just kind of looked at me and said, I'm sorry, your tickets say non-transferable to any other seat, so we can't do anything for you. That was it. Seriously, threw it in my face. We didn't have a lot of time. So we quickly strapped the kids into you know, some food and charged what little we could. 
we got on this plane. Now, to board this plane from Washington, D.C. to Syracuse, New York, which is admittedly a very short flight, it was this really small plane. There was a total of 50 people that could sit on it. And it was set up like one row of a single person next to the window and then a row of two. And uh, so we go down, we check our little, you know, tickets and stuff. Um, then they take us out to a shuttle. They take us out to the tarmac. After we get to the tarmac, we have to go up this like weird ramp gangplank thingy. And uh, when we get to the top, then you go back down a very narrow, like barely the width of a person um, with little tiny poles on the sides to hold on to. It's pretty darn cold outside, keeping in mind, uh, down into this plane. And the plane is, I'm not the tallest person in the world, but as I'm trying to get on this plane, you have to duck to get on the plane. So, I mean, there's lots of just very uncomfortable things already. So we finally get on the plane. We finally get boarded. We all get settled. And then there's a person who keeps walking up and down like they're looking for something or looking for somebody. Finally, they come over the intercom and they say, well, we're sorry, but at least some of you are sitting in the wrong seat. So we're going to go one by one, seat by seat, name by name, and make sure everybody is sitting in their right seat. We're all looking at each other like, well, who cares? If we're all here, we're all on the plane and no one's complaining, who cares? We'll come to find out one person hadn't checked in and uh, I don't know if they got lost in the tarmac or what. They, again, never said. But I guess this plane was light enough. They needed to distribute the weight a certain way. So they needed somebody to move from the front to the back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, that was just weird. Um, anyway, so we finally got to Syracuse, New York at about midnight. So we had spent way too long in the plane and in the air and in airports and traveling amok and whatever. The positive note is they didn't lose any of our luggage, which was just astounding. So didn't much care for the flights, didn't much care for the landings, didn't much care for the whole being treated the way we were treated, but they didn't lose our luggage. Uh, a week or so later, so shortly before New Year's is when we flew back. And when we flew back, we flew from Syracuse, New York through Detroit, and then from Detroit to Salt Lake. Now we had a decent layover in Detroit. Um, I would say it was probably a good two hours or so. But I will say this, as we were coming in to land at Detroit, the winds were horrific. Like they were buffeting the plane. And it wasn't a huge plane by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we were flying Delta on the way back, by the way. And as we're flying into Detroit, you could hear the, the, the pilot throttling up on the engines and then throttling down, trying to make it so he kind of stayed on course. We landed so smoothly, you didn't even know you hit the tarmac. So props to whoever that pilot was, because man, that was awesome. Landing in Salt Lake was pretty equally good on the on the last leg as well. But uh, the Detroit airport, wow, that was a fantastically cool airport. So the way it was laid out, I mean, it's freaking enormous. But it is so conveniently easy to get access to everywhere. They got little moving sidewalks everywhere, which, by the way, is really, really cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was a pretty awesome experience. Uh, some of the other things um, that I wanted to kind of comment on, uh, well, I guess really one other thing is, when we were in Syracuse, New York, uh, my parents desperately wanted to take us to a place up there uh, that they simply called the Mennonite Store. Well, apparently there is a community, a tight-knit community of Mennonites up there. And like all the rest of us, they're you know a unique culture and a unique group of people. But the store was fascinating. Everything, as far as I can tell, was homemade. Um, they did sell Mountain Dew, so I guess that technically wasn't homemade, but they sold all these like uh, ciders and jams and jellies and other various stuff, and it was all so incredibly fantastic. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was really, really cool. That was a place I totally told my parents that when they um, come back to Utah, that they need to get uh, some of that cider and bring it back with them because dang, it was good. 
like a blackberry or something. I don't know. Even, even if it was deathberry, if there was such a thing, it was really good. So anyways, that was the, uh, the high level of the trip. Uh, like I said, I'm going to continue on my next interlude episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you have a spectacular and marvelous week. Smile and be happy. Remember you're worth it. And the scariest horror movie of all time is 12 Hours of Chuck Norris. Just standing, waiting, watching.